This podcast is sponsored by JList.com. On JList.com, you can shop from a constantly evolving catalog of anime merchandise such as toys, books, Japanese snacks, anime computer games, and so much more. Support this podcast and visit JList.com for all your anime shopping needs. Hey Kazuo, do you remember that time when we talked about your job working at the office that you work at? Are you talking about the job that I work at in the office? I am talking about the job that you work uh-huh. at in the office. But speed, you cannot take the monkey with you in the trunk. <laughs> I do remember that time we talked about the time where I work about the... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and remember that job, how you said that they weren't paying you enough and you were worried about making your rent payment this month? Remember right. how you said that? And I would be able to make my rent payment if they paid me more at that job where I work at the office. And this is how the dialogue is. Welcome to the 249th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Kazuo, my good buddy, sitting right here next to me. It is good to be here. I just have one question for you. Shoot. Kazuo, what is our mission? Uh, Our mission here is to make your anime addiction worse. I think he's got it, Mitsugi. That's very nice. To all of you listening on iTunes, live on YouTube, or wherever you're listening from, thank you for joining us tonight. It's a pleasure to be here speaking with you. I hope you'll stick with us. I am your host, Mitsugi. And joining me are two hosts here directly to my left. We have Kazuo. Kazuo, what's up? Not much. Uh, It's good to be here. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. And uh, I'm amongst wonderful people. And uh, and the lovely, you're lovely tonight, Chiaki. Yay, I'm lovely tonight. It's wonderful to be here, and it's great to see everyone who joined us live on our YouTube stream. So, you can find us on our website, www.aaapodcast.com. We're also on iTunes, and if you go on iTunes and listen to us through there, and if you like the episode tonight, please go on iTunes and write us a review. You can keep our five-star review streak running, so we can keep reading them on the podcast. That would be really great. We're also on Twitter. You can tweet us at aaapodcast. Usually, we'll tweet back if you say hi. We're on Facebook, of course, and now live on YouTube every Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, uh, welcome to everybody who's watching live in the, uh, in the live audience. It's good to have you guys. Uh, right now, tonight, we have a, an interesting drink of the night. I'm going to switch cameras here. Uh, Kazuo and I are both drinking coffee. Out of, uh, out of We're both using Dragon Ball Z-themed coffee cups. I have a... Android's coffee mug, uh, Red Ribbon Army, and uh, Kazuo, what do you have over here? I have uh, the coffee cup, uh, let's see if we can see it here. Uh, you got Saiyans? The Saiyans, yes. So we got Vegeta, Raditz, uh, um, spin that around. Nappa, yeah. and, and the old Zaru. Mitsuki so must really cool. like you, Kazuo, because he gave you the Saiyan cup, and that's way cooler. I feel so privileged. Actually, it, it is cooler because it's Saiyans, but... Honestly, my favorite arc of Dragon Ball Z is the Saiyan Saga, so big fan of that. Hmm. So, okay, um, 
Again, it's good to have you guys with us. We have a five-star review submitted by Astrophysics. So last week, Astrophysics promised us we'd have a five-star review to read, and he followed through with that promise. Awesome. Which one of you guys wants to read that five-star review? It's pretty long. I'll read it. It says, For anyone with even a passing interest in anime, I cannot recommend the AAA podcast enough. At almost 250 episodes, the addicts have covered some of the best and worst anime has to offer, with impressions, reviews, news, and a wide variety of discussion topics. They strike a great balance by having a consistency to both their format and release schedule, while never f- never falling into tedium. Are you okay there, Kazuo? I'm, I'm okay. I just Do got you a little need to ca- tap I got, out? I got choked up, a little emotional. A little emotional. It by is, what he's saying. It is these, good. These, these wonderful words. All right, keep going. Uh, it says... This is largely thanks to the podcast's diverse set of hosts, with self-proclaimed old man Mitsugi <laughs> running the show. I am old. <laughs> Moe Archangel Chiaki fighting back against Mitsugi's bitterness. Ooh. Soon to be ex-co-host Cram bringing the his more intellectual flair. Cram's not going anywhere. It's just going to be less frequent. Right. Uh, into discussions and the optimistic and well-balanced newcomer Kazuo. Ooh, you're well balanced. Like a good diet. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you will never find yourself bored with this podcast. The hosts claim their goal is to make your anime addiction worse, and they certainly have succeeded with me. If this podcast... Uh, I give this podcast five tears, which were shed upon hearing the hearing of Cram's upcoming departure out of five. How Fear sad. not. Fear not, because he is not departing. Yeah, he's just going to be less frequent, so... I really like Astrophysics' comment in the chat. This review was the result of two years of procrastination and 15 minutes of actual writing. <laughs> I wonder how many of our listeners fall into that group. Mm-hmm. How many How many people listening to this right now have not actually given us a review on iTunes? <laughs> okay, so let me blast through the rest of the uh, the clerical stuff here. So we have new forum members. Welcome to Midori no Shomei. Chumiki, Eddie's, Ray RC, and Izubesu101. I have no name of the week. Ooh, um, I also have no name of the week. Yeah, no, I, I'm gonna have to pass on this. Step one. it up, guys. Sorry. The uh, the trivia was the answer was Gedo Maru from Gintama, and we had 17 correct answers. They were Opai for Senpai, Chumiki, Baka Ichigo, Astrophysics, Shaluxor, Icy Rose. Uh, Midori, Shakespeare, One Half Ramna, Isno Tri, Blackjack Almighty, David the Demon, Bob Bob 101, Nelly 1876, Shakugan no Shan, Takuar 77, and The Count. The winner for the week was Isno Tri, and we actually have a winner for the entire month. So, uh, congratulations to Baka Ichigo. Ding, ding, ding! Who, uh, what do we have for Johnny? Was the winner of the trivia this month, so congratulations to Baka Ichigo. I'm sure you will be. Selecting a sexy prize from JList.com. Yeah. Or a not sexy prize. That's okay, too. All prizes are sexy. Oh, that's true. I guess if it's a free prize, it's kind of sexy. Yeah. Yeah, I recommend a sexy prize, but that is not a requirement of it. Well, maybe Baka Ichigo is not old enough for sexy prizes. So it was brought to my to my attention earlier today on Twitter. Wait, you didn't you didn't say the new theme. Oh, I'm sorry. The new, tri- the new trivia theme is Anime Brides. Yep, name that bride. I think this is going to be an easy round of trivia for you guys, so uh, feast upon the easy trivia. Um, okay, so it was brought to my attention on Twitter today that Rocket News 24 has, has put out their list of, quote-unquote, the best 10 anime of the fall season, according to Japanese otaku. Oh, God. Does anybody have a guess of what the number one show might be? Girlfriend. Okay. Oh, um, I'm going to go with Shingeki no Bahamut Genesis. 
Um, if you guys see any guesses in the chat as I go through this, let me know. So I'm not going to take too long with this, but I'm going to go through the top five real quick. The number number ten with sixteen percent of the votes, uh, girlfriend. Number ten. Number ten. Oh. Uh, number nine on the list with sixteen point six percent. Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Okay, that's not too surprising. Okay. With seventeen percent, number eight, Parasite. Okay. Paras Parasite. I'm still in the game. Still in the game. Number six on the list. Oh, sorry. Number seven on the list. It's at almost eighteen percent. Sword Art Online two. That's not really surprising. Hmm. Um, number six on the list is an anime that I really thought was supposed to be pretty terrible, but um, I guess maybe it's not. And that's Terraformers. Yeah, doesn't the Terra stand for terrible? Um, that, that's what I heard. The picture, the picture here looks like. A, is like, that is that Loki? It looks like the kind of hentai where <laughs> like where like a gang of demons will sexually molest a girl, but I don't know. Um, number five on the list uh, is an anime that's dear to my heart, Yoamushi Petal. I'm Very kinda, dear to his heart. A little surprised because Yoa Petal was what, what was flat out number one or number two the last time it came out. Mm. I can't remember. Number four is uh, the new anime Magic Kaito, uh, which is sort of kind of a spinoff, sort of semi-related to um, Detective Conan. It looks a lot like Detective Conan. Right, now, now we're into the top three. We're into the big guns here. Number three on the list is Fate Stay Night, the new Fate Stay Night anime. Oh, of course, yeah. Number okay. two on the list is Gundam uh, Reconquista in G, or Gundam Recon. And okay. number one? And number one on the uh. list... The very much unsuspected, Aww. the seven deadly sins, or what is this? Nanatsu uh, no Taizai. Does is anyone watching that? Um, uh, Kazuo is watching this. I sure am. Are you? Oh, I'm watching it. <laughs> are you? Are you watching okay, it, no, Kazuo? No spoilers about how good or bad it is. <laughs> this is a shonen fighting anime. It kind of reminds me of, um, what was that show that Chiaki liked? With, 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 uh... <laughs> That's so specific. <laughs> oh, the, the fighting know, anime. You know that show. The fighting you know? anime with Aladdin and all that bullshit. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Magi. Uh, I'm, I'm old. You gotta be more on your toes so when, I, when I say stuff like that. Where is Shingeki? The an- <laughs> you know that anime Mitsugi likes? Oh, actually, that would Shingeki, narrow it down. Shing- Shing- Shingeki Bahamut's not on here. Not so. on there at all? Not on here at all. That's ridiculous. <gasps> Surprisingly Sorry. enough... That's but, racist. Are you, are, you, are you prepared to be surprised <laughs> that, that Japanese people have different tastes than Western people? Shocking. What? Okay, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that. And um, okay, it's time for the uh, time for the mailbags. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag. 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 We're gonna get that, Kazuo. Oh, you guys embarrass yourselves <laughs> what every we time we play that with some <laughs> stupid dance. <laughs> hey, that stupid dance is loved by the people in the chat. If you would like to submit a mailbag, you can send it directly to Chiaki's inbox. Uh, actually, it doesn't go Hey-o. there anymore. Don't crush their hopes. Everyone knows my email address. If you want to send me something, just send me something. Chiaki's inbox hasn't been used in years, apparently. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, Ch- Chiaki, would you like to would you like to read the first uh, mailbag question? What in the actual hell, Mitsuki? Okay. <laughs> Yes. The Great Nagao writes, quick question. Is there any more to the comic strip that is the background for the main website? Is there a way to view just the background to be able to read the whole strip? Um, the truth is that there is no more of the, that comic strip, nope. I don't think. And um, That actually, it was yeah. most of it was drawn when Miss Erica Central Parker um, was 
with with us in the same country for a while which she she she's a world traveler she gets around and uh yeah she does she made (laughs) he's on a roll um she made that when she was hanging out with us and then she got busy but maybe if we ask her (laughs) (laughs) what's it with you two tonight (laughs) i mean really maybe if we ask her nicely she'll give us some more Eh? Eh? no no too easy really Anyway, so she she told me she wanted to update the character art for the website now that Kazuo's here. And I'm sure that maybe she'd be interested in making some more comic strips, but I wouldn't expect anything out of it. You're not going to get a manga volume or something. something no, that crazy. no. Definitely not. Um, okay, so thank you for the mailbag. Uh, the second mailbag, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. The second mailbag is submitted by Bruce. Bruce writes, What effect does the recent illness of the author of the manga Hunter x Hunter have on the anime might be that on my might it be that the reason that the anime is coming to the end is that he is sick is it a good anime and am i going to miss it well actually it has a big impact on the anime because the fact that the manga wasn't progressing very much due to him being sick and the fact that the anime was moving really quickly led to partially led to the to the recent conclusion of the hunter x hunter anime so it recently wrapped up with uh it's 148th episode I was a little sad to see it go because it is quite good and is definitely worth watching. It's I be- stopped caring when Hisoka wasn't a main character anymore. Hisoka is in the anime throughout, but he's not. He was never a main character. Hisoka's my favorite. Um, so I, I think it's good. Hunter Hunter kind of ended at one forty eight. At least when you're watching it, you know that there is an end to it. Unlike One Piece, which if you start it, you know you may never, you may be spending the rest of your life watching One Piece. But um, after this episode tonight, I'm going to be doing an EX podcast review on Hunter x Hunter and Haikyuu. So you can, you can hear more about it then on the EX episode. All right, so who wants to read the next mailbag? I think probably Kazo should read it because it's a question that only he can answer. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, it, the next mailbag is from Bruce. And Bruce says, uh, have, have any of you seen the anime Air Gear? It is really good, and I wish they would continue the anime since it is an anime that they could do a lot more with. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. I guess neither of you have? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. I haven't seen even a minute of Air Gear. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, it came out, I think, in like 2006 or something like that. Um, and yeah, it was pretty fun. There was, um, for those that are unfamiliar with it, it was about, uh, let's see if I can remember this right. It was about a young boy who... Um, was living with his sisters, I think. Uh, let me see. I have the plot here somewhere. Uh, yeah, he was living with his sisters. I think he had four of them, and they were involved in some kind of like almost rollerblade gang. Um, but it was like you know really high tech rollerblades, and they were like grinding on uh, telephone wires and stuff like that. Tony Hawk. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and so man, it was like rad, this, dude. It was kind of like this extreme sport kind of thing. Um, and there was a lot of like fan service in it. I remember that, but it wasn't bad. It was a. Uh, it was actually pretty entertaining and a lot of fun to watch, but the way it ended was kind of abruptly. I think it was 26 episodes or something like that. Um, yeah, it was 25 episodes and a special, and uh, it definitely left room for more. So I would certainly be interested in, in another season, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Oh, well, I guess the world will go on without air gear. Can I read the last one? Yeah, go ahead. Baka Ichigo writes, I'm going to be visiting Japan next year. Ooh, good for you. Keep in touch with us. And I have a question about tipping. 
Is it common like here in the United States? And if so, what percentage is the proper amount? 15, 20, etc. Thanks for your time, Baka Ichigo. Don't tip. Don't anywhere. tip, period. Nothing. No matter how amazing the customer service is, and it, and will, it be. will be. It will be amazing. It'll be more than you ever expected or wanted or needed. And you'll have those moments where you're like, can I just give you something? Because this was astounding and you went out of your way for me. Nope. They won't know what to do with it. They'll give it back to you. It's rude. I mean, they understand foreigners do it. So they know you're not trying to be rude. But culturally, like, it just, nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't do it. Enjoy the fact that it's cheaper like that. Yeah. And you don't have to feel bad because all the people's wages have it factored in that they're not going to be tipped. So it's not like here in the States where if you're not giving them a tip, they're not making a livable wage. Like, yeah. That's true. Uh, Chucky, do you want to say a couple words about our current uh, jlist.com uh, podcast raffle? Why, yes, doing? I do. Thank you for asking, Mitsugi. If you go to our main page, aaapodcast.com, there's a big banner there that says the 2015 ca- anime calendar raffle. And this raffle is a raffle that's from our sponsor, JList.com, and they're getting in all their wonderful 2015 calendars for next year. And they have everything from like Shingeki no Kyojin to Girls on Panzer right. to all kinds of fantastic stuff. And all the popular awesome stuff. Yeah, and even some obscure stuff. Like there's a bunch of calendars of kittens and cute cat what? photos and cats dressed up. Yes, Japanese cats doing oh. Japanese things. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, they are awesome. So you can click on that banner on our front page, and basically all you have to do is fill out a short form that has what calendar you would want if you win, and then your Twitter handle. Now, some of these calendars aren't out yet, but if you pick one that isn't out yet, we'll just send it to you when it's out. So there's no, like, you don't have to worry about it if it's not out yet. And then you just have to click a button and tweet to say that you entered the raffle. And Uh, if uh you do that... You got a free calendar. I want a calendar that has Levi in his in like man thongs on every month. No, I no. don't know if it'll have man thongs, but I'm pretty sure you can at least get one of the cleaning Levi. It's gonna have man thongs, okay? Now okay. let's say let's say I'm not confident in my ability to win this raffle, and I just want a calendar with a bunch of adorable little kitties on there. Man thongs. J, where do I go? Jlist. You can go to jlist.com or jbox.com. Actually, the links that I have on the site are to jbox.com, which is the non-adult mirror site of jlist.com, because I wanted to, you know, let this be a raffle open to everybody and not just the people who are, you know, 18 and over. So you can go to jlistjbox.com, and they basically range from. I think the range I saw was like. 12 or 13 ish dollars for random cats or like 2025 for you know big title anime that costs a little bit more to to license like free or shingeki no kyojin so yeah so if you know you don't win the raffle you can still go and get your anime calendar put it up i kind of want one for i have a little desk area and i kind of want one for that but yes go do it we're gonna run it until the end of the month happy halloween here's your halloween present a calendar Woo! Okay, so we're going to move into the first news break. For, on this episode, we're going to be doing we're going to be talking about a very important topic that's really relevant to Japan. I know many of you aren't interested in like, you know, business and things like that, but we're going to be talking about the impact of of the yen and on traveling and working in Japan. I'm not going to lie, I'm really excited for this and topic. And also Abenomics, it's a really important relevant topic for people that want to even be associated with Japan because it kind of affects the future of the country. And um, then we're going to take another news break, and we're going to come back, and we're doing four anime impressions from the fall 2014 season. We're doing Donten ni Warau, 
We are also doing... Uh, we're doing Denki Gai no Honya-san. Danna ga nani wo itteru ka wakaranai ken. And also World Trigger. So we have one of those in English. And uh, we'll see how those anime are when we get to it. And we'll be back after the news break. Hey everyone, this is Chiaki, and this is your Anime News Break. First up, for those of you who keep up with Hollywood live-action remakes of anime, there's been some new news surrounding the Ghost in the Shell live-action Hollywood version, as reported by the Entertainment News website Deadline. Previously, the website reported that DreamWorks was in quote-unquote early talks with Australian actress Margaret Robbie from The Wolf of Wall Street for the role. But the site has recently reported that talks have fizzled. And who have they turned to? None other than Scarlett Johansson. They made a $10 million offer to the actress to see if she wanted to star in the live action Ghost in the Shell. So what do you think? Can you see Scarlett Johansson as Major Kusanagi? Speaking of actresses, seiyus lend their beautiful voices to all of our favorite anime characters. And while we have our favorite anime characters in terms of appearance, it's not often that we think of the seiyus behind them. But Carapedia has recently asked 10,000 fans which voice actress they thought was the prettiest. It should be no surprise that popular voice actress and Anisong singer Kana Hanazawa topped the charts with over double second place's votes. In second place was Sora Anamiya, and in third place was Suzuko Mimori. You can find the whole list online. Now ladies, if this doesn't really interest you, don't worry, because the site is currently running who the most handsome male voice actor is. In other news, I'd previously announced that they were making a one-to-one scale official Attack on Titan maneuver gear. Well, that has apparently been released, and if you want the ultimate addition to your cosplay, Movic has your back. It has been released for 99,800 yen. After tax, that's a total of 107,784 yen, or just about 1,000 US dollars. It'll get you a 10 kilogram or 22 pound recreation of the 3D maneuver gear that you can strap on and add to your best cosplay. The main unit of the final version measures about 37 by 32 by 14 centimeters or 15 by 13 by 6, which means you will undoubtedly be sporting one of the most expensive and most accurate cosplay out there. In some interesting news for you manga fans out there, if you're not familiar with the chat app Line, well let me just tell you it's one of the most popular ways to converse in Japan. It's a free messenger app, but they've recently announced that they're going to start a Line book distribution set to release manga internationally. It's a joint venture backed by publishers Kodansha and Shogakukan ebook distribution company Media Doll. Therefore, Line Book Distribution will be releasing titles from these two publishers. And finally, it's been three decades since a full-fledged anime series starring Lupin III was created, the last being back in 1984 to 1985, Lupin III Part 3. 
But it's recently been announced at the MIPCON event in Cannes, France this past week that the production of a new Lupin the Third anime TV series is currently underway. This was Chiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Mitsugi, I miss Japan. Me too. What do you miss most? Hmm, that's tough. I love the onsen, and there's nothing like that here in America. Also, I loved getting around on trains, but... Oh, I know. I'd miss the convenience stores. Oh? There's nothing like them here in America. All the wacky things you can find. Anime gummies, strange crackers, Kit Kats flavored like green tea. I even saw Cheetos flavored like Mountain Dew. What? Ew. Were they good? I don't know. I never got to try them, and now I never will. You know, now that you mention it, I think JList.com sent out some on their snack subscription a while back. Snack subscription? I joined to give me that little taste of Japan. Every month, they send you a random selection of Japanese snacks. It can be hit or miss on taste, but it's always fun to open your mailbox and see what you got. I miss the Japanese convenience stores, but hey, it's a little flavor of my Japanese adventures. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out. JList.com, right? Mm-hmm. You can set it up as airmail or EMS. You can even buy it as a gift for someone else if you want. But you don't get to choose your own snacks? Well, no. Not as part of the snack subscription. It's a random grab. And hey, I think that's more fun. But if you want your pick, JList.com has dozens of snacks you can choose from and order a la carte. They're always getting more, so if you're craving something special, you never know if it'll come up. That settles it. I'll go to JList.com today. It's been way too long since I've eaten something octopus-flavored. And we're back with the 249th episode of the Animatics Anonymous podcast. Cram, uh, I almost called you Cram. Kazuo. Yes. Your coffee changed into something. Uh, there it evolved. Was, there was a magical girl slash drink transformation. Did you feed... I, the Moe Archangel helped with that. Did you feed your, your coffee a rare candy? She transformed my coffee into a beer. Is it a moe beer? It's, it's a moe beer. Do I need to get the Pope hat and put I it on? I don't know. Can you have moe beer? That seems like something you no, can't really if, moe. No. If, if, you, if it was a moe alcoholic beverage, it would be something fruity and... I guess yeah. I'd just have to hold it and be like, ah, moe-ness. Ah, so ah, cute moe. Beer. Make me throw up. Just, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Um, so we're talking about a very serious topic today, and I hope everybody will stick with us and learn something about Japan's economic situation and a little something about economics. Um, our background in this, Chiaki and I both have masters in business. So Believe it or not, we're educated people. Believe it or not, so we will be talking about business things. And um, I will be playing the role of the dumb person who doesn't understand you economics. Dumb, you have a you have a very important role in I this do? in this because the majority of people don't have business backgrounds right. and might not know what things like the bubble or inflation, bubble. or uh, you know, or you know, stagnant consumer price indexes. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, so, you lost me there. So your role is super important. Okay. So you might be thinking to yourself, 
This is an anime podcast. Why are we talking about economics or fiscal policy? Chiaki, why are we talking about economics or fiscal policy? This is an anime podcast. I'm glad you asked me, Tiggy. So the reason why that we're talking about this and it makes a good topic for the show is for three reasons. One, because it has to do with Japan. and Hold up your fingers. One, because it has to do with Japan. And a lot of people who are interested in anime are also interested in Japan as a country and a society and things like that. Two, because obviously the monetary and economic health of Japan affects the anime industry with things as far as outsourcing labor and the cost to produce things and so whatnot. And then three, if you're looking to travel to Japan or looking to live and work inside Japan. Inside. 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 Japan. Inside in Japan? Do you, is you, do you, if you're working, if you're working in Japan, are you really inside it? Well, you're inside its borders. If you're subterranean, I, I think it's within the borders. Is it not? No, you can say inside Didn't the border. Did you teach English? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're looking to live and work in Japan, depending on the currency that you get paid in, or and what your long-term goals are, this could affect you. So that's where this topic comes from. So. On the surface level, something that we started looking at back in episode 117, I heard our AAA archivist, right. Astrophysics. Are, are we going over the exchange rate right now? Yeah, I was going to okay. bring that up kind of as, as an so, introduction. Okay, so back in episode 117, I was told by Astrophysics that we talked about the exchange rate in Japan, probably about how strong the yen had become. And it's funny that, we're, that now we're talking about the exact opposite thing. Womp so womp. back in episode... 117, the yen was, was 77 yen for, oh my God. to buy $1. Now, today, that's sort of hard to imagine because just just over two years later, the yen is worth 107, it's 107 yen to the dollar. So the value of the yen has actually, the yen has weakened by, what did I say, like 34% or something? Sounds mm. about right. So no, no, this is the most important part. Ready? Yes. Astrophysics also told me that in that very same episode, I strongly predicted that the yen would be devaluing over the next few years. So we want to uh, know who took that financial advice yeah. because you owe us a cut. Nostradamus if, if, Mitsuki. If you, if you do, if you did take that advice, you you uh, you probably made about three hundred grand. So welcome to trading. No, seriously, like investing, like investing, like five grand at that Mitsuki, price. Mitsuki, we need to stay on topic. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> let's begin the dumb questions. Highly leveraged trading. Okay. Has the yen gotten weaker or has the dollar gotten stronger? Both. In yes. Fact. You'll notice that the uh, the U.S. economy has gotten a lot stronger in the last couple years, but also the the Japanese government, in particular, in, in particular Abe, has taken a very drastic measures mm. to try to quote-unquote correct the value of the yen, and we're going to get into that. So let's give a little background to that. So it starts back in the early 1990s, and in the early 19 or in the eight, 1980s, Japan was going through a real big economic upswing, and their real estate and their stock market were just through the roof. In the early 1990s, that bubble pops, and the economy goes stagnant. And since then, companies have focused on cutting debt and moving manufacturing and stuff overseas because the economy hasn't moved. In basically two decades, there was no growth in the Japanese economy, which meant the economy wasn't doing any worse than what it was, but it wasn't doing well either. Wages stagnated, resulting in consumers reigning in spending, which isn't right. obviously isn't good for the economy. 
price of goods mm-hmm. fell, creating deflation. And then yeah. come 2011, right at toward the end of this two decades of, of nothing happening economically, you have the earthquake, tsunami, and of course, Fukushima and the nuclear crisis. Jeez. So, yeah, so that's a summary, right? With all, yeah, with all okay. of this going on, there's also the fact that the Japanese population, as we've mentioned many times before, is aging and the birth rate has exceeded the death rate. So right. they have a... We, we've talked about that before, I think. Yeah, we have, but, but just yeah. adding it to the summary, we have right. an aging population, a decreasing workforce, and all of these other problems. So, so, so what, quickly, what impact does a decreasing workforce have on the economy? Do you want to? Do you want to get? Oh, are you asking me? <laughs> I'm asking Chiaki. Oh, I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, a a de- a decreasing workforce on the economy. So let's look at America. For so we have this problem here in America with Social Security. So that's a really great example, I think. So people who are in Social Security are paying Social Security for the baby boomers. But let's say there's for every ten baby boomers, there's one person working. There's one me. I cannot support. 10 baby boomers with my one wage you need 10 of me to support 10 people and because it's not an even mixture of an aging population to me the social security system is collapsing and that's one problem japan has but it's everything from that to the labor force the labor pool decreasing there's less people to fill the jobs to the way policies are run and and pensions that need to be paid and things like that. Yeah, so, yes, the, the the chat is making comments like Daniel Maldonado says, "Have sex, Japan." Actually, and, that uh, would solve some problems. It would. And New York Otaku or, said, "Japan, Japanese people don't have enough sex." <laughs> true. Very true. So, or we can just go Logan's Run on it and start killing people at thirty-five. Is that no? Not a good idea. <laughs> it's pretty rough. I go pretty dark rough. on that. <laughs> My bad. That's kind of maybe maybe up the age a little. Okay. So, am, am I run? am I, I equally d- dark? <laughs> so so part of Abenomics is, and which we're going to talk about the new policies of Japan is that they want to increase inflation rates and which basically in turn will is inflation oftentimes goes hand in hand with a growing economy, but in order to create inflation, you have to increase spending people spending like how much money do you spend every every week every month out of your pocket and if if the population is dropping by by a percent or a, per, or a percent and a half per year you have less people spending you have, money you have less spending so the 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 lack of sex happening in Japan is having a ne- having a negative effect on the economy because it's causing the economy to contract it's getting smaller so sex ha- helps the economy kids it does actually it does <laughs> so, in, in fact having babies would would create hospital bills that helps the economy too. So, <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm going to Japan. <laughs> You're Condoms. sold. Okay. Go buy that. Go buy that condom <laughs> cookbook. That'll be some spending. So, <laughs> so let's go back to the timeline. So, Prime Minister uh, Shinzo Abe, Abe was elected from 2006 to 2007. So, kind of right toward the end of that, you know, fiscal stagnation. And him and a lot of the other prime ministers tried to solve some of these problems and adjust Japan's economy. Wasn't wasn't really successful. When he was reelected as Japan's prime minister in December 2012, so he's coming up on two years now. And, and can I can I just say how amazing that is? Because before Abe, they were changing prime ministers like every nine months, every I, year. I think, but before Abe, in like the span of two or three years, they had like seven prime ministers. He's, and he's been he's been the prime minister for like almost a decade. That's unbelievable. No, he's been the prime minister for two years. Oh, I, I thought you said he was elected in 06. He was. He, his first term was 06 to 07. Then he was re-elected oh, there was in a December gap. of there 12. Was a gap in between, yeah. right? Not okay. as yeah. impressive. Okay, well, I guess they didn't hate him then if they brought him back. <laughs> well, you know. So he comes back and he creates a plan to try to revive Jap- Japan's economy. Okay. Hmm. And he 
develops this plan that's now called Abenomics. Yep, of and course. it's surrounded by three arrows, is what he called them. And each there, the first arrow is a massive fiscal stimulus. Question: Yes, does he take all three arrows and shoot them at the same time? Actually, and take he, out three bad guys. Is that Kagome style? Actually, he doesn't. He shoots them one at a time because uh, he's still rolling out different parts of the plan. I see. Okay. So, so it was more one at a time than all at once. Okay, never mind. It, you know, it's a good question because <laughs> he, maybe he rolled them out at the same time. <laughs> so, th- so the first thing he created was a massive fiscal stimulus, 20.2 trillion yen, which is about 210 billion U.S. dollars, of which about half of it would go in government spending toward a focus on infrastructure. So Mitsugi, why do people want to spend money on infrastructure? And what is infrastructure? (laughs) So, okay, so infrastructure, hard infrastructure would be physical things like roads and... uh, Trains. Trains, train tracks, buildings. Telecommunications, wires, lines. Things that allow business and life to happen in a place. Right. Uh, Soft infrastructure is stuff like education, but... um, so the reason why you, you would want to spend money on infrastructure, and every country does this, it's just fiscal policy, spending by the government, is that if you, if we're going to build like another thousand miles of roads, right. you've got to have a lot of people to build that, right? Definitely. You've got to hire companies, you've got to buy concrete, you got to have lots of labor. That creates government spending, which, is, which stimulates the economy, right? And it also creates jobs... So that people have money so that they can spend money. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's like the government takes like a needle and injects some, some cash into the economy. And they also create more jobs so those people can take their needles out and inject that money into the economy. And, of course, it can decrease unemployment rates so then yeah. there are less burdens to the system and mm. to things like that. Right. So the second arrow was a more aggressive monetary easing from the Bank of Japan. In other words, they're changing kind of the Bank of Japan rules. One of the goals was to double the inflation target to 2%. Woohoo! That's a, that's an aggressive goal. <laughs> <laughs> and the government aimed to create 600,000 jobs in two, th- two years, specifically within, within the government, that's I believe. That's a lot. Uh, uh, question. Yes. Bust it out, So buddy. you're telling me what they're hoping the results are. Right. But what are the actions that they're using to reach those results? It says just more aggressive monetary easing. What does that mean? So something like this is basically they're they're controlling their currency a bit more okay. through the Bank of Japan. Obviously, governments have control over their currency in the literal sense of they're running the printers. Oh, okay. So, so something like this could... One of the things they were doing was they were issuing a lot more bonds from the Bank of Japan. And getting money into the system and out of out of the system into people's hands, kind of, okay. kind of vice versa. So giving versa. out okay. like loans and things he, like that. Here, he, he, here is a layman's term definition that I found on uh, on, on the Financial awesome. Times. I love layman. Okay, so monetary easing is an action by the bank to reduce interest rates and boost money supply. So yeah. if I'm if I reduce my interest rates, it's easier for you to get a loan, right? Right. So and if I give you a bunch of cash. Mm-hmm. That stimulates spending. I'm gonna spend that cash. Right? Yeah, spend that paper. Or businesses can start up because now they can, you know, they have money to start up capital, money to to buy their their computers and whatever. Okay. Now this was something, of course, a lot of countries have done. If you think of America, America you know, for sure. when when I was growing up, and and this is from my grandparents' time, my grandparents would give me bonds. 
as as like a birthday present. You get a bond. <laughs> okay, my grandparents never gave me those. <laughs> well, like like well, every now and then for like a birthday, you get a you get a bond, and the whole idea is that you pay the government a certain amount of money. The bond matures by a certain date, but then collects interest over that. So uh-huh. it's basically the government saying, you know, give us a loan. And we're going to pay you back and give you more money after a certain point in time. Right. Okay. So, so, and as Mitsugi said, they're also decreasing interest in, and getting more money in people's hands that way. All, so of then, the, all of this so far is just to make people spend more money. Yes. Because right. Japan, they're, they have less people and, you know, you got to... Although Japan's done some things recently that kind of are, feel a little bit uh, contradictory to this. Well, we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that later. It's a little weird. And then the last arrow of Abe's three arrows were structural reforms to boost Japan's competitiveness. Question. Does yes. this arrow have a boxing glove on the end of it and he shoots it at bad guys and knocks them out instead of killing them? Um, I feel like this one might be more of like a stealth arrow. <laughs> because arrow. yeah like 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 a shadow arrow like a black oh, arrow like that like fades in the oh. shadows i think abe like wakes up in the morning and uh, stretches and says you know what i think i'm gonna put on my uh, my super sentai spandex panties today <laughs> and uh, i'm gonna put on my super sentai <laughs> helmet and get my laser gun i'd vote for him it's now no longer arrows now it's laser gun oh now it's lasers the, the three lasers yeah. of abe so so we're through are we on to the second laser yet we're on the third we're on the third oh shit. so what i was gonna say about the third was the changes that abe was looking to make in these reforms would be to have industry liber- libertization corporate tax cuts increase workforce diversity whoa whoa, whoa. what's Wait, so what all right so you, <sighs> you gotta like you gotta break it down a i know bit i'm, I'm going all i was covering all three what's industry like liber- a, liberalization so industry liberalization, at least by my understanding of it, and now I'm going to see if I can get a good layman's definition to support myself I'll like you, you did. That. I'll help you with um, that. Industry liberalization is like anything being liberal, quote unquote, is changing the laws to be more relaxed or be more open. Mm. So it's basically going to industries that used to have a lot of confining right. laws saying you can't do this, you can't do that. And looking at them and saying, okay, you still can't do this, but that, that you can do. Right. Or Isn't maybe it? you can do it easier. I have your layman's definition. Okay. And, it's, and yours is quite close. It says, economic liberalization is the lessening of government regulations and restrictions in an economy in exchange for greater participation um, in private entities, by private entities. A so question. it's encouraging more business activity by, by imposing less restrictions on people. Question. Yeah, yes. bring it on. Isn't uh, or aren't regulations kind of important? Well, it's not oh, saying are. like before you couldn't dump waste into the ocean, but now you can dump waste into the ocean. <laughs> now you can uh, kill babies. Think of it like this. The, one of the other ones was increased workforce diversity. So one of that, maybe part of it was sectors and businesses that would have a hard time bringing in foreign workers previously due to laws and maybe red tape around getting a visa. Mm-hmm. Maybe the government is suddenly saying, okay, you still have to get them a visa. You can't just bring them into the country. Right. But we're going to make it easier for you to do that. And, uh, okay. and the fourth laser beam of Abe, take away the condoms. <laughs> <laughs> no more condoms. The last one, much like the industry liberalization, is corporate tax cuts. And that's just basically making it cheaper for corporations to do business so, so, inside Japan. So this is simple. Like, let, Let's say the corporate tax rate in Japan is about 30%, and it probably is about that. So... Kazuo, if, if you're if you're mm. if you're Sony, or uh, that's a bad example. If you're if you're Walmart, right, okay, and you're like, I really want to go to Japan and sell 
and not sell condoms to people. Right. But I, I just can't I just can't deal with that thirty percent tax rate. That's uh, ridiculous. Too rich for my blood. So Japan's like, okay, now we're gonna cut the corporate tax rate to twenty two percent. Feels a little better, right? Yeah, I'm going to Japan. But you're still not gonna sell condoms, right? Oh uh, no, definitely not. So that's what the government's doing. Uh. Making it cheaper and more in giving the giving companies more reasons to go there and spend money so we've kind of covered how will it help but basically an overview summary is his three arrows of fiscal stimulus or putting more money into the thing bank of japan making loans easier and structural reforms to get more jobs it all surrounds on getting money into people's hands and getting them to spend the money in companies to come in he hopes that it'll drive down exchange rates and then give exports a major boost in other words people will want to have more money yeah and spend it i th- oh go ahead uh there there's one thing that jumps out to me that i'm concerned about okay a okay. wise prophet once said did you know a prophet mo money mo problems <laughs> mo money mo bitches how does that affect japan in these economic times you know you're gonna actually find out how mo money is mo problems later because that profit was correct, even for Japan. Mm-hmm. Mole money did make some mole problems. I think that the government should impose a 30-minute period of time during the working day where men and women should have sex. Actually, some companies did that. What? what? <laughs> I want to talk about that. I read, I read an article a, a while back about companies that were giving their... Like if an employee was recently married or something... They were giving their employees slightly oh, extended lunch that. breaks if they nice. wanted to go home and make babies. That's genius. <laughs> and next week on the Anime Addicts Anonymous <laughs> podcast, people having sex. Because <laughs> apparently that's all we talk about. Um, all right, keep going. Okay. So this plan got rolled out, and since then there was some rebound in Japanese production, and the uh, the Nikkei index rose. Okay, it, what's the Nikkei index? It's their stock market. Oh, so the uh, stock market's up. Yeah, the stock market was up. It, and that's good? That's good. That's good. Because it shows strength and, and confidence in the market. Mm. The only problem yeah. is is that the market, if you look at the trends, oftentimes it'll rise when the market's closed in Japan, meaning that it's foreign investors who have the most faith in what Abe is doing. Maybe, maybe it's aftermarket trading, but yeah. I think that... Yeah, I mean that could be it. I mean, but I think that the, the important thing is that no matter whether whether they're foreign investors or people that live in Japan, what it, what it tells me is that people have more confidence in the future of the country. So maybe mm. people are optimistic that the plan's going to work, or at least that the government is aware that there's a problem. Yeah. So what are some of the risks? Let's right. move on to risks. Some of the risks that people can, are concerned about with Abenomics is hyperinflation. Would you like to give a, dish, a definition of hyperinflation? Hyperinflation is a really dangerous thing. Hyperinflation is when a, com- a country has a difficult time managing their inflation rate. And for those people that don't know what inflation is, inflation is the natural raise of prices due to, due to spending in the market. It's very difficult to explain very well why it happens. But if you think about it, just trust us that it well, happens. I guess I was way off. I thought hyperinflation was a Pokemon attack move, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so let's say let's say ten years ago, milk might have cost like two dollars a gallon, and it might have, but this year milk costs three dollars and eighty cents a gallon. Well, how the hell does that happen? Like, how does milk go from two dollars to three dollar three dollars and eighty cents? It's because every year, the price of goods goes up by somewhere between 0 and 3% if you're America. 
and that just happens naturally, and it happens so slowly, slowly that you don't notice. But one day you wake up, and everything costs a shit ton. And that's why, like, your parents would be like, "Well, when I was when I was fourteen, gas was a nickel. Gas was a nickel, and uh, and a, and a pack of cigs was forty cents." Dude, when I started driving, gas was under a dollar a gallon. I remember when I started driving, it was You're just old, over. You're old, man. I'm I'm old. <laughs> now now so now oh. gas prices aren't a good example because that's often controlled by the cost of of crude oil, but but let's, let's stay on top. Let's stick with milk. Okay. So, Wait, I never said what hyperinflation oh, okay. is. Sorry. Hyperinflation is when this this phenomenon goes out of control. So, like for example, this happens a lot of governments just rapidly print money. Uh, they they don't have any control over over their spending. Oh, this is the mo money we talked about earlier. Right. So if you have too much mo money, you have mo problems. Right. So so for example, and during World War II in Germany, people were just like there were there are stories about people literally burning their money. Right, because to keep warm, it was because the money, the value of money, had decreased by so much that the money literally wasn't worth like its own. Like the money was worthless. You can see this in some African countries today, yeah. where hyperinflation has gone crazy, and you can go and spend a million of that company's currency yeah. to get a glass of milk. It's like oh, it's like oh, yeah, yeah. I, I bottle of water is three million Zambias or whatever. That that exists in some countries, and those countries are in deep deep trouble, but. So hyperinflation is one risk. The possible collapse of the yen is another risk. I don't think these things are going to happen. But Yeah. Well, I'm just saying things that economists and, and whatnot view as, as potential problems. This is one that I think is, is going to be a, a problem or is potentially a problem. The possibility yeah. that Abe's plan may do too little to reverse the deflation. So in other words, he's trying to deflate the yen. He's trying to weaken the yen to increase spending and bring business and whatnot into japan but it's a delicate balance that he's trying to to walk and what people are worried about is that it's like an avalanche it started as a controlled thing and he's saying we can stop it when we want to we can stop it when we need to but then economists are getting really worried that Mm -hmm. it's gained too much momentum and that it's just going to keep going in the direction that that they they don't they don't want it to um Mm -hmm. I think, I, I think the big thing that Japan's worried about is their debt, the yes. level of the national debt. Right. Um, I think that's all, in some in some ways that's the end goal here, is to help ease the national debt by they improve the economy. Maybe they'll have more money to pay down their debt because Japan's national debt. Like if you thought the United States owed a lot of money to foreign countries, you don't even know. Like Japan is in deep shit. Japan's national debt is at ten point four six trillion U.S. dollars. Now you might be thinking. But wait, oh, Chiaki. You forgot to put your pinky to the side of your oh, mouth. Oh, 10.4 trillion Billion dollars. Um, trillion. Quadrillion. Why have a trillion no, no, with- when you can have a <laughs> billion? Billion. <laughs> um, but and you might be saying, Chiaki, wait, America's debt is more than that. Yes, but you have to look at relative to the GDP. GDP standing for gross domestic product, okay. which is... What's GDP? She just said it. Gross domestic product. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's the, that's what the acronym stands for. What does gross national product stand for? Gross domestic. It's it's the basically the amount of money a company a, a country makes. Spends. 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 Right. Yeah. So, the national debt is more than twice Japan's GDP. So, for example, I see you have the U.S. debt clock up there, Mitsugi. Yeah. What what yeah. was the U.S. debt at? The the United States' debt is eighteen trillion dollars. So almost double Japan's. But but what was what was Japan's GDP? Um, Japan's GDP is I think it's like nine trillion or something. 
Well, that would that that would that that can't be right. But it's more I, than twice. Hold on. I looked that up, but uh, in 2012, this is an old old information. But in 2012, the United States' GDP was just around 16.2 trillion. So I need to get new data, but um, yeah. Basically, Japan's debt is a lot higher than the, than the United States in re- in relation to how much money the com- the the country's like generating. So. I mean, maybe I have more debt than than Cosmo, but I also make like 14 times as much money. So the so. GDP estimated Sad. in 2013, <laughs> wow, the GDP estimated in 2013 was 4.9 trillion. So you, yeah, so you're off by 5 yeah. trillion. It's okay. Off, you know. Math. Yeah, what, what, whatever. Look, I'll take 4. Point whatever trillion. Yeah. That's fine. I'll take that. So basically the United States owes about one entire year's worth of the total spending that happens in the United States, but Japan owes what? What is it? Japan owes two of its entire years. Yeah, so basically. Japan has basically double the debt we have, the United States has. So they're in trouble. Oh, and and the population's declining. So that GDP is only going to be dropping in an economy that isn't growing. Right. So it's basically the largest debt in the industrialized world. The whole when world. You look at, when you look at it that way. Yeah. Um, other risk investors um, being worried that their bonds that they've purchased aren't good and james bonds right and selling from a fear that their investment will lose real value um real wages right have fallen for 13 straight months as wage um as wage growth is lacking price ranges all right so let's quiz kazo here quiz kazo the weight the total wages in japan are falling that's not good based on what you've heard of so far tonight why do you think that might be why might the wages be falling? Yeah. Um, wages being people times the money they make. Well, oh, well I don't know. Oh, uh, it has to do with condoms. Because there are so, fewer people working that... Wait, no, I have no idea. Let's, let's, look, at it, <laughs> let's look at it this way. <laughs> it has to do with condoms? You keep throwing me <laughs> off. I had all these ideas, and then you keep adding more stipulations to the question. What do you think of... Like, is correct. What do you think a real wage is? Uh, if I say real wage. Oh, let's not get into real versus versus. But there's this is really simple. Oh, okay. 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 Real wage um, is I mean I guess how much people are making. God, yeah. give me the answer. <laughs> no, that's basically it. It's okay. how much. What makes it different? What makes wages and real wages different is real wages. How? Oh my God. <laughs> a real wage is how much money people are making when you account for things like inflation right. and that other stuff we're talking about. And a wage might not account for that. So basically, the real wage of people, wages have stayed the same in Japan as inflation has increased uh, and up. the cost okay. of goods has increased. So, so they're making the same dollar per hour. However, that dollar is not worth nearly as much as it once was. Exactly. Or maybe they're making a little bit more, but that little bit more doesn't meet how much prices have gone I was up. just going to say that Cut. the workforce is shrinking because people aren't having sex and the population is dropping. We've covered that. If the AAA podcast oh, can, can teach you one thing is that you should go have unprotected... I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> do it. Don't Japan do it. No. Only if you live in Japan. Okay, so why don't we go into like if it's been working or not. People right. have heard enough of that. So... People have heard enough about yeah. about not making babies. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna throw some charts and stuff up here. If people as if people weren't like exhausted enough, who doesn't love charts? Here comes some charts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get excited about this. Are you excited? Let's Kyle? talk um, about the inflation rate. I'm something. So this goes back with his first arrow, stimulus. So did it work? Did inflation go up? This is the arrow with the smoke bomb. 
Yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no. Laser that beam was the last gun. arrow. No, wait. The last arrow was the boxing glove arrow. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I thought that was the shadow arrow. Anyway. It's, okay. it's, it's the cock rocket from uh, Orgasmo. Oh, I, my I mean, God. Me to you. Haven't you seen the movie I Orgasmo? I can't even ask you the question I want to ask you because it's so inappropriate ask for the me. podcast. Ask me. When was the last time you got laid? Because all oh. I hear about is Hey-o. sex out of your mouth. When was the last time I went to a soap land? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Okay. Okay. Serious question? So inflation. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking mm. of inflation. So Speaking of inflation. Inflation has gone up in Japan. Yay. Well, isn't that what it does? That's well, Japan actually didn't really have that much Wouldn't inflation. Wouldn't it be deflation if it was going down? That you're right. I'm it right. It would be deflation if it oh was going god, down. Oh my god, I was just kidding. No, you're completely right. <laughs> um Inflation has gone up and extra spending has, you know, helped nudge the inflation rate past 1.5%, despite the April 2014 rise in consumption tax. So consumption tax is a tax on anything, basically a tax on goods. And in April of 2014, we mentioned this, but Japan rose their tax from 5% to 8% in one month. Why would they do that? Why would they do that, Mitsugi? Yeah, Mitsugi. Yeah, Mitsugi. Why would they raise taxes? Tell me. Yes. Tell me why. You know what? I honestly don't know because when you raise taxes, it just causes less spending for people, which goes contrary to everything we've talked about so far. So I honestly have no idea. Well, the reason why they say they're doing it is because of that national debt thing. I just don't agree. Uh, well, I'm not saying if I agree or not. I'm saying that's why they do it. Um, preliminary GDP data shows a 6.8... Um, blah 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 blah. I'm not gonna talk about that. That's jargon. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at that. And I'm like, eh, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's not that hard. What the GDP contraction? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Basically, the GDP has gone down in Japan. It basically just means that the that the economy is not growing. Yeah. So it's not working. Exactly. Hmm, according to that number. And this past year was the largest. Uh, was the largest year change since the earthquake. So I'm showing a chart that has. The GDP in Japan. And it's... Consumer spending is down. Consumer spending is down. So we talked about that already. Yep. There's less people. And guess what? They've raised taxes. So people don't have as much money to spend. So what do you what do you think is going to happen? So, so wait. So they're, any sense at all. they're telling people to spend more money. Right. And then they're charging them more money in taxes. And right. not paying so them more. So people would be less likely to spend money. Right. That doesn't seem to make much sense to me. I think so, too, but I'm sure they have a good reason for it. The unemployment rate has gone down, which is one of the things that Abe wanted to do. But one of the interesting articles I read about this was that it was talking about late night working. And yeah. How... <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Soap plans and uh, health clubs. No. And, uh, oh, not and that kind of girls. Oh, my. No, I'm, we're talking like 7-Eleven. Oh. That's, not, that's boring. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, basically... I read an article that was talking about the fact that in a lot of industrialized nations, as the economy is doing better, late night working decreases because basically people aren't going from one job to the next to make ends meet. So the amount of people who are doing those late night shift goes down. But in Japan, it's actually gone up, which mm. has been a really interesting thing that they've looked at is that, yeah, of course, the unemployment rate has gone down. So some of those that is the, un- the I unemployed know people. Do you? I know why. Because Japan is... 13 hours different from us. So their late night is our daytime. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. 
Got it. <laughs> right there. Science. Science. Oh my god. <laughs> that was a well-timed drop, Mitsugi. <laughs> so the other thing that they're struggling to do with the workforce is bring in immigrants. That That is less of a, a political barrier and more of a social cultural barrier. Why would people bring in immigrants? Well. To knock up their women? Bingo. Wait, really? No, not bingo. Oh, shit. <laughs> Taking no. all our women. No, because think about it. If they're not making the babies right. to get the workforce. Okay. How do they get the workforce? Oh. Other people's babies. I was going to say bring in people to make the babies, but you're just saying bring in the people. Bring in the people. Yes. Oh. So that's one thing that people want to do. Or well, the government thinks it would be a good idea to do, or everybody thinks it would be, but there's that whole cultural thing of Japan being a slightly xenophobic country. And then what they're actually trying to do is remove barriers like limited childcare services to help bring women into the workforce. That's one thing that they can actually tackle, and they're trying to do. Um, and yeah, what about national sentiment about Abenomics? How do people feel about Abe? Do they feel good, Mitsugi? Do they feel warm, fuzzy? I don't know. How do they feel? They don't. They don't feel? They have no feelings? No, they don't feel warm, fuzzy. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Abe's approval rating this year has now officially dipped below 50%. Why are they hating on Abe? Well, for two reasons. Originally, the Japanese were supportive of Abenomics, but now it's just they're they're kind of... He raised taxes in April. He's talking about raising taxes again in November. So in one year, he will have effectively doubled the consumption tax. So it's basically like someone saying, hey, next year, we're going to take the tax rate in Florida and take it from 7% to 14 Is that cool? Yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. Um, and then the other reason is this is completely different, but he passed a um, self-defense uh, resolution in July on okay. how they interpreted the Constitution that the U.S. wrote for them forever ago that says that they can't have an army. Okay. And they're reinterpreting that to start making it mean they people can have pissed. an army. And people don't want an army? No. Okay. They Why don't? not? But if they created one, it would create lots of spending. That's That's for sure. That's a whole I mean, that's a whole other can of worms, okay. but but a lot of it is how best to explain it. Some people want an army, some people don't want an they, army. They like being protected and they and, and not actually going and fighting. A lot of the older population doesn't want to go back to kind of the World War II days. No, I can't blame for that. Um, and a lot of so a lot of people see it as an unnecessary expense for Japan. Mm. They they don't see war as being something to spend money and time on. Japan's Anyways. really really a peaceful country, and I think they're right. kind of gun shy after you know World War II, and people just aren't interested in fighting. Yeah, I could see that I for mean, sure. I mean, really, who's no, nobody's going over there to mess with them. So it, what do they? It's a country without guns. Mm. There's almost no violent crime. I mean, it's just a peaceful society. They don't want to be sending their people out to war to be killed. And like I said, some people want it, but some people don't, and that's why it's this big thing. Mm. Obviously, I think more people don't, which is why Abe's approval went down. Anyways, so what does this mean for foreigners in the anime industry? We've kind of covered right. all of this stuff about Abenomics and if it's helping or if it's not helping. I'm sure people have already turned us off. Um, or falling asleep, or we've turned them off. I think we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking more about the, this topic in the future, more I think. But I and I definitely want to talk about the like this like the cultural the cultural phenomenon that's causing people to not want to have children. But in Japan, the exchange rate has gotten so weak. Like 
with one with one of your dollars, you can now buy 107 yen as as opposed to 80 yen just two years ago. So you might think this is boring, but what it means is that when you go to Japan for your vacation, your money goes farther. Oh, snap. every everything is 35 percent cheaper than it was two that years ago. That figure you wanted, 35 percent cheaper. Yeah, that that 100 figure of like uh, uh, Amia from Fate's Day Night. Is sixty five dollars now? That soapland you wanted to go to? Yeah, that four hundred dollar, that four hundred dollar an hour soapland. I don't know the math. It's like but it's cheaper. It's like two hundred and forty dollars <laughs> an hour now. Oh my god! It's amazing. So like basically, everyone who listens to this podcast that in the last couple of years has thought, yeah, and I really wanted to go to Japan, but it's just really expensive. I just don't have the money to do it. Now that being said, I will note that. Getting to Japan is becoming more expensive year over year. Right. So actually, but. international flight tickets are up 2.3% over last year. And I think over the past like five or six years, I think I saw they rose like seven or 8%. So if you want to get yourself over there, now's the time to do it because prices are expected to continue to rise as taxes on international flights are rising. Boy, so you, you sliced my point right in half. Oh, I'm sorry. My point was that those people that that two years ago couldn't go to Japan because you considered it and it was too expensive, you might want to reconsider things because it's possible now that you can actually afford to go to Japan quite easily, but you just don't realize it yet. Yes, and, and I'm, I'm trying to support your point by saying now is the time to do it because not only is the exchange rate in your favor – but airline tickets are only going to kind of keep getting expensive on trend right. over the years. Mm. So, so if you're going to go, now is a great time to go. So, um, so for example, we, we, we used to say that if you wanted to have a two-week vacation in Japan, you needed to have around $1,100 for your plane ticket, and you needed to have about $100 a day for your lodging mm -hmm. and for whatever you wanted to do. That was what we used to say back like years ago. I always said you maintain you can have a really good two-week vacation in Japan for $3,000 including the plane ticket. And that's 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 doing basically everything you want to do. So now we need to revise that number. I think that now it, you know when you take the when you take the, the $1,000 for the plane ticket out of there, I think that you can do that $3,000 vacation now for more like $2,300. Wow. Probably. It's a, big, it's a huge difference, yeah. right? $700 difference, that's big. Yeah. Now, do we have any more comments about traveling to Japan other than the fact that you should do it? Totally how, do it. How far away are we from teleportation? Because... <laughs> pretty damn far. <laughs> okay, never Pro mind then. Probably pretty far. That's you, my only question. You're going to be like the fly. Somewhere over the Pacific Ocean, you're going to mix with like, <laughs> with like a gnat and come out with wings like in uh, the Jeff Goldblum movie. And take I want over wings. the world. So, okay, but there's another side of this. Uh, sadly, for people that work in Japan, that are currently working in Japan and earning money in yen, receiving yen for their for their wages, working for like English, working as English teachers, or working as recruiters. I mean, that's the two most common jobs for foreigners in Japan. You're either yeah. a recruiter or an English teacher. Those people are having it having it rough right now. I mean, for example, when I went to Japan, let's say in 2012, when I went to Japan. I was earning about 250,000 yen a month to being an English teacher. Now, in one year back then, 250,000 yen was worth $37,500. It seems like a pretty good yearly salary, right? Yeah. Well, that exact same job with the exact same pay in Japan now only is worth 28,000. So you've lost 
over you've lost almost ten thousand dollars of your money per Jeez. year for absolutely no reason at all. Now I'd like to put an asterisk on this is that this is particularly relevant to people who are looking to go over work in Japan for a year or two and come back. If you're looking to live there longer term, you obviously the things like tax rates and the mm. increasing rise of goods, yes, those will affect you, whether you're staying there a short time or a long time. But this is particularly relevant to people who are looking at coming back to the States and will be needing to exchange their dollars. I, I think I disagree. I think I disagree with you. <clears throat> really? Because the, the exchange rate is 107 yen to the dollar today. Right. But this whole conversation we've been having and, and a lot of the concern about from Japan is that the yen is going to continue to depreciate rapidly. So if I go to Japan today and start working and in two years I want to come home, the yen might be 130 yen to the dollar. Then you're really screwed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. I was saying that people who are going to Japan to work short term, I think need to care about this a lot more than people who are going to Japan to live forever. What if it never comes down? Huh? Wait, what? What no, if you're gonna? She's saying if you're gonna stay in Japan forever, the return trip isn't going to affect you. Changing your money okay, back yeah, into dollars doesn't matter. I mean, I don't even know how realistic. But how realistic is that? How many people are planning to go work in Japan for their entire rest of their lives? I agree with you, but I just wanted to put an asterisk on that. That it, it doesn't. People who are looking at moving there permanently and making that their new country of residence well, have different concerns. Can I splash some salt? You have something? You have a comment, Kazuo? No, that's it's fine. Let me splash some salt in your wound there. So I don't have a wound. You will in a second. So, <laughs> so Japan recently raised its, its sales tax from 5% to 8%. And next year, when they decide that they like the policies November. they have... In November? It's November that they want to raise it to 10. This year? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, oh, I'm in Japan for the rest of my life. Great. Well, they just doubled the sales tax. And because the yen is so weak and because Japan imports and buys everything, including food with yen. Mitsuki, I appreciate wait, that you're really passionate about really this, but you didn't hear what I was saying from the start. It's a really important point right here I'm trying to make. The point is that if I have to buy all the food for the country, and that's what happens in Japan, in yen, the prices of food and gasoline are going to go up a lot. And that's why I said... At the very start of what I was saying, oh yeah, was that for people who are staying in Japan, they have to still be concerned about the rising cost of goods and real wages and the taxes. But as far, but it might be a very different set of concerns than the people who are looking to exchange all of the money that they've earned or all of their savings that they've earned into U.S. dollars in a shorter period of time. All right, so maybe it's not an issue. Maybe so I get all right. I get what you're saying, but maybe so maybe it's not as big of an issue for people that are never planning to come home to America or any other Western country. Yeah. Because the fact that the yen is weaker affects affects you no matter what country you're from. But um, that's probably not the not likely. I think. I'm and and to and to talk to the people in the chat. Yes, I'm I'm not saying that they won't be affected by what's going on. My point is that it's a different set of concerns. If I was going to Japan and living there forever, yes, I'd care about the value of the yen and the sense of the cost of goods, but if my real wage, wages, if they created a system where my real wages met inflation and met the cost of goods, then I don't care as much cuz I'm never going to be changing my money back into US dollars. Anyway, I'm afraid we're we're killing people <laughs> with this. I get, that makes me so sad because I, I love topics like this. I could argue with you for like an hour about this. I'm and not trying to argue with you. I enjoy arguing about it. 
Wow. So boring having a like having a, an agreeable conversation. Oh God, screw well, well, screw me then for wanting to be agreeable. Every good radio program on earth, including the news and all the other podcasts and the sports shows, always have contradictory hosts. You know how boring it is to have everybody agree all the time. It's so uninteresting. I like getting along. With I agree with you. I mean, oh snap! No, I see what you're doing. <laughs> But, um, no, I get what you're saying, Mitsuki. I just wanted to make my point clear. That's that's what I was caring about, was the inter- reiterating my point in a way that, that was not misunderstood. Because I do agree with you in this, the fact that the purchasing power and things like that are a real cause of concern. The summary of all this is that if you're a tourist going to Japan for tourism, this is a great time to do it. Do it as soon as you can. It might be even cheaper later, or the yen might might strengthen a little bit and it might become more expensive. But either way, right now at this exact moment, it's a lot cheaper to travel to Japan and have a great time. Yeah, make it rain. Than it has been in years. So take advantage of that. On the flip side, if you're planning on going to Japan to work for a couple years and have mm. some fun and teach English... Not a good idea. Your money is kind of not worth crap right now. So, I mean, I mean, with the with the raising inflation rate, and you know the, the Eikaiwas aren't exactly reimbursing people for the inflation rate the way they do in America. With the rising cost of goods and with the depreciating yen, you're just getting attacked on all fronts. Now, there. I would like to give a qualitative note over a quantitative note on that and say okay. if you're able to live abroad for a year... I would consider I, doing it, even I, yeah. even even if it means that you'll have to take a fiscal loss, because I think what you gain as a person yeah. is way more than than the loss you'll take for a year or two. I, I I think that the cultural experience and the life experience you'll have is probably priceless. But just know what you're getting into. I think yeah. that's what we're saying. We're not telling people don't go work in Japan, don't go live in Japan. I, just consider what's going on. I always tell people this: don't plan to go to Japan and save a bunch of money. Plan to go to Japan and knock up a bunch of girls. Yes. <laughs> Is that what we're getting at? Yes. No? High five. Yeah. yeah. High five. And I'd like to just, as a final, or, or since we're wrapping it up, bring it back into anime and talk and about- And you shouldn't be wrapping it up in Japan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, and bring kind of it back to anime is the sense that all of this matters because this is in part one of the reasons- or, or or could be, I don't have anything to back this up, so I'll say could be, in my educated guess, why you see some of the exporting of animation is because of these these problems with wages and workforce in Japan and, you know, the Japanese yen and, and the strength of the yen over the past years. And, and maybe as the yen decreases, other studios will bring money back into Japan. But But the state of the economy in Japan matters because anime takes money to make and if people aren't spending money you know what they're going to stop spending money on first condoms well, <laughs> this is <Sorry>. japan <laughs> sorry um are they going to hopefully condoms are they going to stop spending money on anime or food i mean yeah it's it's discretionary spending that they cut down on so and as as people's discretionary or, or fun time spending goes down piracy rates skyrocket then the Yo-ho. studios have less money and we might see some of the smaller studios die. So this is why this all wraps back into anime to kind of, you know, bring it all back. Okay, so we, I hope we didn't lose like 90% of our listeners to that conversation. We, I really like that conversation. We, I'm not going to lie. I know, but we, we, we try to have a serious current issues topic about Japan every once in a while. And I wasn't I, trying to be serious. I know people hate <laughs> it, but, you know, it has to be done. I, I want to have a conversation about the birth rate in Japan sometime soon because it's it's really it really is a, a, an interesting social phenomenon. So, 
All right, so we're going to take our next news break, and when we come back, we have some anime with, with difficult Japanese titles to review for to do impressions on for you. These anime are Don Donten ni Warau, Denki ga no Honya-san, Danna ga nani o itteru ka wakaranai ken, and also World Trigger. So stay tuned, and we're going to have our first batch of impressions for you when we get back. Hey everyone, this is Chiaki, and this is your Anime News Break. First up, for those of you who have been enjoying the show, Nobunaga Concerto, you might have heard me mention previously that it was getting a live-action TV series. Well, if you've been itching to watch that show, Crunchyroll has your back, as they've recently announced that they will be streaming the live-action Nobunaga Concerto in the United States, Canada, Central and South America, including the Caribbean, European countries excluding Russia, South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand. In other news, if you loved the anime Free Eternal Summer as much as I did, the North American anime distributor Funimation apparently agrees with us as they will be making an English dub for Free Eternal Summer. The company said that it plans to announce the dub cast for the second season of the Free franchise sometime soon. Funimation apparently also wants to make a dub of the first season, as they have stated that they approached Crunchyroll about some kind of a collaboration to make an English dub and distribute it on home video. Crunchyroll currently holds the home video rights for the first season. In other news, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know I love the subtle cosplays and subtle things that you can wear around all the time to show your anime appreciation without screaming it to the heavens. Well, there's a new hoodie just in time for winter that can do just that. It's made by Ninjin Cospas, and it's a Homura hoodie. It retails for a very steep price tag of 12,960 yen, which is about 121 US dollars after tax. It's unisex, and it unzips in the back of the hood, so you can wear the hood flat to look even more like Homura's costume. You can find photos online, and it is expected to ship February 2015. Now let's say you're not quite like me, and you want to make a statement with everything you wear. Well, Accent Wear's cat ear headphones might just be the answer. They're headphones that, well, as the name suggests, have light-up cat ears attached to them. They're pretty cool-looking and almost like Tron cat ears. Now, if you want to get this for yourself, it's an Indiegogo project still, with a goal of $250,000. But you don't have to worry, because so far they've raised over $800,000. I guess that's a lot of cat ears that people want to be wearing as they jam out to their favorite tunes. This was Chiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be back to the show soon. Hey AAA podcast listeners, have you ever looked for anime reviews on YouTube, but they were so long and didn't get to the point? Well, never fear, I am here. My goal is to give you 5-10 to 10 minute videos where I try to give you guys great quality reviews that gets to the point and doesn't bore you. And 
with you a bunch of nonsense. As time goes on and subscribers increase, you will certainly see more content. So please be sure to subscribe today. If you find my channel, please type in the YouTube search Ryan Spence Anime and I should come up. Again, search on YouTube Ryan Spence Anime. Anyways, I hope we can see you guys there real soon and hope you enjoy the rest of this AA podcast episode. And we're back with the 249th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Whoa, you changed it up there. Right about now, it's time for some impressions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now, we're going to do some impressions for you guys. So which one of you is going to go first? I think I'm going to go first, Mitsuki. I'm so excited to talk to you tonight about Dunten Niwadao. Dunten Niwadao. Dunten Niwadao. Dunten Niwadao does it. Does all. Okay. Okay. So, do, do I need to talk in that voice for the whole impression? So, what is Don Teniwaru about? Don Teniwaru is also called Laughing Under the Clouds. It's based on a six-volume manga that is complete and ran from 2011 to 2014. The anime is produced by Dolga Kobol, and it's directed by Hiroshi Haraguchi, who has only ever directed Kahei, A Certain Captain's Life. Which I have no. What the I- hell is that? I have no idea. Um, who is the a certain captain? I have no idea. Toaru Captain San. <laughs> Toaru Captain San. Um, so basically, as I was watching Donten Niwaru, I started writing a stream of my thoughts, and I would like to share them with you. So let me ask you a question. Okay. So Waru means to laugh in Japanese. Mm. So. Are there a lot of laughing happening in this anime? There's some laughing. Are there you, is some laughing. Laughing you, confirmed. Are you weeping with agony also? Um. Okay, what is your stream of consciousness? <laughs> what is my stream? <laughs> well, right now... I know, I, I know it's going to be bad because that's the only way reason you would do a stream of consciousness. Okay, so I start the first episode and my first thought was, oh, cool character designs. Because they are pretty cool. They're... They're kind of samurai, old world esque, but with an anime flair. So like, all the it's about three brothers, and all the brothers like have a red tip to their hair, and that way you know it's their brothers. Um, uh, so the character designs are kind of cool. The next thing I noticed was really, really sloppy dialogue and storytelling. Like it's the kind of storytelling that they have really unnatural conversations because they're like exposition. So a couple I wrote down was. The government is harsh on criminals, but no matter the government's struggle to build a prison like this in the middle of a lake, but thanks to that, we're able to make a living ferrying people across. Even still, if the government doesn't pay us more, it'll be hard to make a living. Like, Uh, (laughs) that's that's like that time when it's like, hey, Kazuo, do you remember that time when we talked about your job working at the office that you work at? Are you talking about the job that I work at in the office? I am talking about the job that you work Aha. at in the office. But speed, you cannot take the monkey with you in the trunk. Ha-ha. <laughs> I do remember that time we talked about the time where I work about the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but speed, and if you don't get your, your oil changed, you'll blow out a gasket. Ha-ha. 
and and remember yeah, you've seen speed yes, yes. Of course. <laughs> and, and and remember that job how you said that they weren't paying you enough and you were worried about making your rent payment this month remember right. how you said that and i would be able to make my rent payment if they paid me more at that job where i work at the office and this is how the dialogue is it's like one of those things where they're talking in front of someone else who they know Here, here's another example the brothers are so energetic it's a shame their parents died of tuberculosis <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, she's a really happy person. She laughs a lot. It's a shame her mother's dead. Like <laughs> of tuberculosis. Of tuberculosis. Uh. Um then there was another time when they found someone and they're like, "It's you, isn't it? The criminal that's being escorted to the prison." So like, <laughs> let me say who you are. Um Oh jeez. Let's see. How's he doing? Kinjo, it's been 10 years since you brought him in. Even if he doesn't have a place to go, I can't believe you're letting him stay with you. Uh-huh. He's a survivor of the clan of murderers, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> that's literally a lot of the dialogue in the first like two, two definitely the first two episodes it eases up a bit in the in the third episode and I get it. I do respect them for the fact that they're that I clearly can see that they're taking an approach of storytelling where they're looking at it and they're being like, "Okay, we need to get this information out there and we want to get to our story and we're going to get it out there as fast as we can. So I can appreciate the fact that they're not dragging it out. But that being said, it's just the most sloppy storytelling that like the most lazy thing ever, because it's like you just have characters that walk up to each other and they're like, do you remember that your mother's dead? Of tuberculosis? <laughs> of tuberculosis. <laughs> your mother's dead, <laughs> bitch. Because you were so energetic until your mother died of tuberculosis. So. Jeez. Yeah. So the story revolves around three brothers. Did um, you know that your mother was a little bitch as she coughed up her last breath? Jeez. I feel like this show is going to die of tuberculosis. Um. So there are three brothers. The eldest and the most responsible and the badass is Tenka. Of course. The middle, who has something to prove. Uh, okay. Tenka, ten, ten me, son. Don't leave me in your shadow. Don't leave me behind. Why are you leaving me out of things? Is Sodamaru. Uh. And the youngest is Chutaro, who's just happy-go-lucky. Ten Nissan, Soda Nissan, Soda ni Ten ni, where are you going? Um, and they're part of the Kumo family or the Cloud family. Nissan no Chinko Dashchata. Oh my God! I don't know what that means. Do you want me to translate? I don't think it? I want to know no, what no, that means. Just keep going. Just keep going. Um, Trans- some, translate that on your own time, people. Someone, someone is going to speak Japanese and, and is going, "Oh my God! I can't believe Mitsuki just said that." Um, Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> so, so it's the three Cloud Brothers, and basically, what their job is—if you ha- didn't get it from my exposition quotes—is they ferry people. They're they're badass people who helps the government track down criminals, and these are criminals who are trying to escape or or fleeing their sentence, and. They get the criminals, and there's a there's an increase of crime because it's taking place in the 11th year of Meiji, and this is the the time where Meiji has outlawed swords. It, okay. They've outlawed people to carry swords, meaning Roroni Kenshin. Roroni Kenshin. Mm. Um, so the samurai. There's a ton of Ronin. There's the masterless samurai. There are samurai. There there are people, and this is something that it's a really interesting point in Japanese history to study. But basically, there are all these people who made their life 
being a samurai and being a swordsman and then all of a sudden the government says you can't be a samurai anymore and they don't know what to do with themselves so a lot of them turn into degenerates so that's kind of the historic the light historical grounding that this is in and i say light because that's about it right and so the they help capture these criminals and then they ferry them across this lake into this giant prison called goku monjo and the prison in the middle of the lake is like this awful horrible mysterious place that no one wants to go to and that's I have a question yeah are they is this maybe a metaphor for like the river sticks um it could be okay if it is a me- if it is a metaphor for the river sticks does it change your entire opinion of the anime no okay oh okay and I think that's way too smart for this anime. Okay. If this if this anime has dialogue of too bad their parents died of tuberculosis, like <laughs> I'm not giving this anime much credit. So you'd think for an anime that's basically about like these badass brothers who, you know, help run a shrine and capture criminals, the action's good. No, the action is really, really shitty. It's bad. It's like still frames with just their hair moving and like action lines going around their face like wiggling so they're you know dodging or whatever just so you know you're running out of time it's short and they rely on the they're moving so fast i can't see what they're doing Ha-ha. they also had a uh, a guy who got knocked out and came back twice in a row what in the actual hell um is this just your train of thought still yeah Clearly, there's some shit with the middle brother and lost memories, but I couldn't care less. Cutaways from the action. You'd love this, Mitsugi. They cut away from the action to explain the background of a character, but they cut away to characters we've never met. Awesome. So they cut away, like, to this room explaining of these people explaining these criminal, and we've never met these people. Did any of them have tuberculosis? (laughs) No, but there was a busty foreigner who had, like, the chest binding and her jacket popping open. I think you're out of time. Wait, wait. No, I'm almost done. Oh, let Um, her go, let her go. We have two badasses, the elder brother and the government guy who refused to work together. There's something about Orochi's vessel and... The only thing was, is right at, at the end of the third vest a- episode, the middle brother, having something to prove, gets involved with the government and goes into Goku Monjo and he's like trying to discover something. And, and things get a little dark then at that point because it's like, welcome to hell. That was actually a line. <laughs> um, actually, they said, uh, they said Jigoku and all I could think of. I need to get some music to play Chiaki off. I'm going to find some music. I'm I'm almost done, Mitsugi. Calm down. I'm right done. You're failing it. You're like three minutes over the time limit. Okay, I failed it. The end. (laughs) (laughs) It died of tuberculosis. I really should have told you to get like a wheezing and coughing drop for this one. Maybe I can find like a thing of someone screaming. But But not on the spare of the moment. So yeah, that uh, one more time. That was uh, Dante ni Warau, and it failed. Oh, fails. Okay, so uh, Kazuo, your first impression ever as a podcast host. Oh, I'm starting off strong. See, there's a reason why I wanted Chiaki to keep going was because there is not much to say about this anime. <laughs> we'll do your best. <laughs> but the first anime that I will be giving an impression of. Uh, is Denki Guy no Honya-san. Woo! Yay! Which uh, is... Is this the anime that had, like, the sugar-coated, um, like, block a Minecraft animation trailer? Uh, yeah. And I watched it, and I was like, I yeah. can't watch this. It's, uh, I, I believe the literal translation is the Electric Town's Bookstore. 
Oh, so yeah, it's, it's about Akiba. Right, it's about Akiba. Um, it's based on a Japanese manga that is still running from July of 2011. Um, and oh boy, uh, how can what can I say about this anime? When I when I first um, picked it up, I thought it was going to be fun and entertaining, and uh, you know at least a good time. Uh, but and there are moments uh, where you will laugh while watching it, but it's just not not that entertaining. Um, the character main characters are very forgettable like the main character is umio who is a boy who works at this comic shop or this bookstore in in akiba and there's a few girls that work with him uh a manager and then another guy who's a they call him uh sommelier or something like that what the hell kind of name is that i have no idea but he's just this tall like daunting character who never really says anything sounds like a foreign name uh, you know what? I, b- I bet you he's like the token foreigner in the anime. That's why he's tall. No, he's he's not a foreigner. He's just a very tall, quiet guy. Um, and yeah, there's just a bunch of like moe esque characters. Who moe ass characters? Moe esque. Okay. Okay. Esque. <laughs> moe ish characters. Um, the director was um, someone who hasn't directed anything. <laughs> uh, Masafumi Sato. So okay. hasn't really done much of anything. Um, yeah, uh, where it the all the episodes are very there. There's not a story to follow. Like you know, when when Chiaki was explaining her story, like there's you know at least some structure to it. There's no structure to this. It's just like random days working at this shop. So like there's an episode where they have a competition that they go to, and there's like um, races, and there's a water gun fight for no reason, and. You have a question? <laughs> this studio, Shin A Productions. Yeah. Shin A Animation. They've done like a lot of children's anime. Like they've done almost all of the Crayon Shin-chan movies. The production for that. Yeah. They did the production for a lot of Doraemon from the 2005 Doraemon. Right. And a ton of the Doraemon movies. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, that's part of the reason why I thought it would be fun. At least, at least funny. Um, and and as I said, there are brief moments where you'll laugh you'll chuckle a little bit but the vast majority of the time while you're watching it nothing happens and i mean nothing like they're just sitting around working at the store and like they'll have moments where it's like oh there's a big rush of customers because they have a new book coming out and then you know but it's just, it's just nothing right, it's happens. a bookstore right yeah but n- like nothing happens like do, do, do they have like any like books book uh what do they call when it just like do you do you see any anime books that are like maybe like like Attack on Titan or any no like, no any it's cameos it's it's based in like um it's not it, although it is Akiba it's not quote Akiba it's you know a knockoff version of it so like they have um there you'll see some stores that are it's the legally safe to replicate Akiba exactly exactly there's there's like other stores who are um like you know there's a big store called uh Animate in Japan yeah that you guys have probably heard of there's a store that looks exactly the same and the name is very similar, but it's just slightly off. What's the name of the store? Um, I can't remember. I think it was like Animate, like I N I M A T E. I don't. Animate. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't so, yeah, I know that. So store. there's like knockoff version. Yeah. It's yeah. Akiba. Okay, so it sounds. This sounds like an anime for like Akiba nerds that like recognize a building and go, oh my god, I was there yesterday. Yeah, I guess. Uh, they wouldn't even enjoy it, though. Like, I was trying to think who would enjoy this anime because somebody has to enjoy it. And I was thinking, well, maybe people who are into Moe. Mm, I, if you are, no. There's there's 
plenty better Moe shows out there for you to watch. Um, is, is there other Moe characters in this? There's the uh, there's four, I believe. Yeah, there's no one, two, three. Yeah, four. There's four little girls. They're not little girls. They're they're like 26 and stuff like that. But, but they, they look... look like little tiny girls that work at the <laughs> store. That sounds Japanese. Um, <laughs> and you know, one of them is. Uh, they they all have like weird little quirks, but nothing that really stands out. Like there's one who wants to become an artist. She wants to write her own books. Um, there's one who carries around stacks of books that are way too tall. And yeah, there's and the clumsy one. You know, there's the one who is obsessed with zombies, and so she will whenever like there's a, a part where one of her coworkers is asleep, and she goes and like mounts him, and he wakes up to her on top of she him. She mounts. She mounts him? him. Like for those. Hey, no condoms. For, for those familiar with jujitsu, she gets in full mount. And so she gets in full mount, and oh wait, this doesn't sound sexy. Is it sexy? Um, I think is she gonna put him in no, an arm bar. No, it's definitely not. But I think that that's they were trying to like make it sexual in some way because okay. she does mount him in that way. He's laying on his back, and then he wakes up and sees her on top of him, and he's like, "What the heck is going on?" And and then she's like, says, "Oh, I want you to be my zombie," and like, what you see him, and she put like zombie makeup all this over him. This is just the most and, romantic and thing then, I've ever heard. <laughs> And then, it's not a romance anime. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So she dresses him up as a zombie, and then she's like, now I need you to help me prepare for the zombie apocalypse, and starts bashing his head in with a baseball bat, and he tries what? running away, and she's like, oh, no, zombies can't run, and like she starts chasing him. Yes, they can. So, so there are definitely moments that are funny. Like You'll see that happen, and you're like, oh, that's pretty funny. But it's just that there's, there's so much nothingness that goes on around there. They have, like, I think the third episode is like a Christmas episode. Um where one of the characters goes to the manager's apartment, which is a really nice apartment, and um, helps him put up decorations. And they put up decorations, and they kind of just sit there and read books by themselves in silence. So what's the genre? I mean, is this like a slice of life? Uh, it's of slice life of life. Anime? Yeah, it's slice of life. Um, it's an incredibly boring life, but it is a slice of life. Um, a retail life. Yeah, a retail life where nothing happens um, at all. <laughs> Gosh. So... Yeah, I honestly, yeah, of course this anime is going to fail. I mean, really, what do you want? What we've got here is... A piece of shit. <laughs> wow, on, Absolutely. Uh, on my anime list, a website where almost every anime in the world gets, gets between a 7.4 and, and an 8. <laughs> because that's just how people score shit. It's either always a 0 or a 10. Right. This anime actually manages to get close to, get close to the 6 range. It's not very good, apparently. Even even my anime list doesn't like it. So, so my turn. Denki Gai no Honyasan, electric, the Electric Towns bookstore, I guess. Yeah. Not very good. Let that one go. Uh, e- even if you feel that you may be interested in that genre, you're not. You're really not. I'm gonna crush you and throw you into the wind. <laughs> so my anime that I'm going to give an impression on is Dana ga nani wo itteru ka wakaranai ken. Or, I can't understand what my husband is saying. That's funny, because I can't understand that title. <laughs> and and here, I'll give you the plot synopsis. The anime follows the daily life of an earnest, hardworking office lady named Kaoru and her otaku husband, Hajime, who is totally immersed in a certain huge bulletin net board, or net bulletin board system. And I picked this anime because I thought... You know, there aren't a lot of anime about married couples, and this That's could be true. really charming. That's true, because in Japan, um, the stereotype is that the men work till like 11 p.m. at night, so they never see their wives. Exactly. 
he actually doesn't work until 11 p.m. at night. He hates working, and he runs a blog in this. Um, wow. This anime is a three-minute episode show. Uh, uh-oh. It's based awesome. off of a four-panel manga series by Cool Kyo Shinja. Awesome. And um, this was one of the most horrible pieces of crap. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> don't don't stop my roll. I'm I'm about to get started. This was one of the most horrible pieces of crap I have ever watched. This was worse wow. than Double J. I feel like I Hachi saw Double J. No, it's impossible. No, Double J had more to give than this piece of shit. This thing was like this thing didn't even have any kind of cohesion. Not even for like three minute episodes. Like <laughs> like like I watched that anime what what was it? Uh Yamato Musume? And that was a three-minute episode series that actually had some substance to it. It told a story. It got from point A to point B. Was and it, it worse than Rio minute. Rainbow Gate? Yes. Impossible. It didn't have bouncing titties. At the least, Rio Rainbow Gate has bouncing titties. At least. At least. Not only does this anime look like crap, but in three minutes, they have five vignettes. In that three means minutes, they spend, this message will explode. That means that they spent, like... 30 seconds on each vignette. It was like, ha ha joke, ha ha joke, ha ha joke, finished. <laughs> like, and they didn't make sense. Finished. They didn't tell a cohesive story. They didn't do anything. And they weren't even funny. They weren't even close to funny. It was just something that I looked at. And I'm like, ha, uh, you want me to laugh at this? No, you're dumb. You're dumb in this anime is a piece of shit. I heard that it used to be funny, but then its mother died of tuberculosis. <laughs> you know, that was probably the most laughs I got out of this anime. <laughs> I really had a hope that this anime could be something, and then it was awful. It was awful, and I can't get those nine minutes of my life back. And you know what? We have a sheet that we give our scores on preliminary after the first three episodes. Man, Kazuo, she's Kazuo, do you know what I? Do you remember what I wrote for this this score? I believe you gave it a zero. I gave it a zero. Do you remember what I wrote? And you said that you could not pay me to watch this piece of crap. I could. You could not pay me to watch more of this piece of crap. So, uh, so I'm gonna pass it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This thing fails the hardcore. The animation is awful. It just recycled mouth movements without moving the characters. It's awful, I tell you. Awful. To answer questions in the chat, it was worse than Pupa and Rosario plus There's Vampire. There's no possible way on earth this was worse than Pupa. It was way worse than Pupa. It can't be because Pupa tried to have a story and it was like it was like if you had a story that took an hour... And then you took like the major, some major, like just like hack it into little pieces and pull things out and go. We don't need that. No, we don't need that either. Uh, this this thing doesn't. At least it's not trying to have a story. This one, this one was like, we're gonna have thoughts. Nope, not. I feel like the main <laughs> character though might shop at the bookstore in Thank You Guy Nonyasan. You know what? I hope he goes there and gets hit by a car on the way. What? <laughs> wow. Jeez. I hope he dies of tuberculosis. I hope he dies of tuberculosis. Wow. Uh, you know what? I tried to find this. I tried to see if I had Ride of the Valkyries on my laptop. I wish I did. That would have been a little, maybe, mm, I don't know, maybe not as good as comp, as a EDAC Ray, but man, we're, we're, we're not doing very well tonight. It's been a rough one. Let's, we're not doing real well. Let's, don't worry, guys. I got this. The you best got is, this? The best the is, best yet, is to come. yet to come. Bring it on, bring it on, buddy. All right. So, uh, my second impression and our final impression of the evening is on World Trigger. World Trigger. World Trigger. 
World Trigger is based off of a manga, as almost everything is, and Weekly Shonen Jump been uh, been running since February of 2013. Is it finished? Uh, no. Which means the anime has something to worry about, potentially. Yay. Uh, let's see the plot here. It takes place in Mikado City. Um, a gate to a different world is open. Suddenly, one day, monsters called neighbors start appearing from it. Neighbors? Neighbors. Uh, <laughs> everyone is afraid of them because Earth's weapons don't work against them. But, fear not, a mystery, mysterious group starts fighting off the neighbors. They call themselves the Border Defense Agency. Aren't you supposed to love thy neighbor? Not in this one. Not in this one. <laughs> so the Border Defense Agency uses the weapons of the neighbors against them to fight them. Um, the main character is a kid named Yuma, who is in high school, I believe. He's 15, I want to say. They show it a couple of times. Yuma? Yes. Um, That's a bad name. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, no. Yuma, there's two characters. There's Yuma and there's Osamu. Tezuka? Uh, <laughs> no, no, Osamu uh, <laughs> Mikumo. Okay. So, no, Osamu Mikumo is the uh, is, is the the kid the kid from high school, um, and he's 15. He's and he gets picked on and beat up and stuff like that. Turns out though, he is actually one of the border defense agents. No shit. Yeah. Who knew? Really? Yeah. Um, but as we find out later on, he's actually just in training. So he um is uh yeah just uh, basically he's a border, border defense agency agent these and these creatures start coming through these monstrous like white neighbors. creatures neighbors come through turns out they're not actually neighbors then they are the weapons of the neighbors and the neighbors oh. this is not really spoilers because it's the first three episodes the neighbors are human-like creatures they look just like humans that live on the other end of the gate so uh, one of Why them. Why don't they just close the gate? Well, the gates keep popping open throughout the city. So are they like portals? They're like portals, basically. They're black holes, is what uh, they refer to them as. That yeah. So these creatures come through an alternate dimension. Uh, turns out, one of the actual neighbors, which is the human-like people, come through the gate or come through the portal, um, and meets our friend uh, Osamu Mikumi Mikumo Mikumo yeah. And so they meet uh, the neighbor guy has super strength and has very similar abilities to the um, border agents. I think you're going to find out that these guys, that these neighbors, they're actually human. Uh, they're humanish. They're humans from the field. They're, they're not quite human. They're different. Um, so anyways, this kid comes through. That's racist. Kazuha. They meet, What? What? <laughs> How's that? Ra- <laughs> so everyone's they, a little bit racist. Everyone. Um, Especially when it comes to neighbors. I hate neighbors. Taking our jobs. Neighbors. So these two meet up. They kind of become friends ish. Uh, monsters come through. Well, the, the, the neighbor kid is getting picked on at school. And then homeboy, human homeboy, goes to defend him, gets his butt kicked because he can't use his well, powers. Wait, so they let the neighbor kid into school? They don't. He looks just like a human, they don't know any better. He just shows. You said up. they were human esque. They well, he has white hair and I think red is eyes. Is like a dick growing out of his forehead? Um, there's something up with him because there's there is a moment where like his skin cracks open and you see like blackness inside of him and what? it's like whoa that's weird but then it heals right back up. Um, so something's that up with like him. Sounds like parasite. 
the anime. Yeah, but it doesn't look anywhere near as good as Parasite. Okay, so that, all right, so all right, all right. So that so that brings me to an interesting point because I'm reading the comments from the chat. Okay. And I've gotten like five people that have said how bad this anime looks, and then one guy said he couldn't watch more than seven minutes of it. It looks bad. It looks really bad. I mean, not, well, okay, it's not the worst thing I've seen as of late. Um, Cause it was like it's not the absolute worst. I've seen it. it it's not tuberculosis. Okay, but it's close. It's probably like uh, mm, I'd say skin cancer. Does it, does it look better than than uh, Sanzoku no Musume, the Ghibli CG anime? Yeah, you saw that earlier, Kazuo. Ooh, How does it um, stack up against that? It's uh, oof, the, uh, man, that's a tough one. It's <laughs> it's <laughs> does that's it look, a pick'em. Does it look better than like a six-year-old's drawings with crayons? Depends on the six-year-old. I could draw when I was six. Oh, really? Are you, so, are you an artist? Um, I haven't drawn in a number of years, but I was once upon a time. But anyways, uh. Yeah, no, the animation's not that good. The the art quality, not good at all. Uh, it looks bad. It looks like something that would have come out almost 10 years ago, maybe. So Wow. Yeah, it's not very good. Um, so where was I? I was talking about the, the characters. They meet up. Kid comes to school. Human kid tries to defend him, gets his butt kicked because he can't use his powers in public. Um, you go on and on. Nothing really happens. Third episode... These monsters show up in a portal. Now, here's the thing with the portal. There's a base for the border agents, kind of like dead center in the city. And from there outward a certain distance, it's supposed to be a safe zone. So so people know that, that these portals exist. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, it, before the show started, um, these monsters started appearing and killed tons of people. And that's when kind of like the border agents um, came up and started defending them and stuff like that. Um so they know they exist. They're very well aware. But as long as they stay within, like, the limits of the town, they're safe. But these monsters appear within the limits at the school that this kid's at and start tearing stuff up. And so the kid has to go then, you know, he has to use his abilities, which he's been hiding from all of his classmates. And then he transforms. He does a little magical girl transformation. That's awesome. Or magical boy so transformation. magical boys? Basically, yeah. Like, they, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, their clothes change. And that's it. Like, they're clothes. That's it. They, they just change clothes. Do they have, like, fun shoes? I didn't really notice his shoes. Um, but, yeah, just it's just his outfit changes. That's it. Does his hair change? No. Does he have, like, a wand with a heart on it? Uh, No, it doesn't have a heart on it. But he does have a, what they call, I guess, a trigger, which is, like, a little handle thing that he holds onto, and oh, it turns into a weapon. Oh, I guess that's where the world trigger comes in. Yeah, it tur- they go, trigger on, and then he does the do no, do, the, do, do, do. The magical wor- girl transformation. The world trigger is the super trigger that they use at the end of the anime to finally defeat the final boss. Is that what that is? I, You're I have, right. I, but, have, I have no idea, but I bet you $10 that's what it is. Yeah, but Call then they it get... right now, goddammit. Then they get tuberculosis. Everybody? Everybody gets tuberculosis. <laughs> I feel bad for anybody. If, does anybody have... Do, does tuberculosis still exist? Do people still get that? Uh, no. Okay, you can good. cure it with like you can cure it with uh, with uh, like I, penicillin. Yeah, with penicillin. Okay. I mean, All I right. think I think it's one of those that technically still exists, but it's one of those All like right. oh, here's a pill. We're good. So if you have if you have tuberculosis, it's your own fault. Basically, is what we're <laughs> I saying. Would say it's your own fault. <laughs> get that figured out, okay? If you have tuberculosis, <laughs> don't come crying to me with your tuberculosis. Yeah, that's a little crazy. <laughs> Seriously, don't come to me with your. I don't want it. Um. So. <laughs> off track again. So the aliens, the monsters, the n- neighbors' weapons, these creatures show up at their school. Kid uses his abilities, transforms, starts fighting them. Weird thing happens. His arm gets chopped off. 
That oh, shit. when that what? House, I was like, what? His arm got chopped off, and then like these lights start. Oh, it's gonna b- billowing out of it. Yeah, apparently when he untransforms, when he goes back, it grows back. It was just like, it, yeah, it was stupid. Anime pisses me off so much. This is why you would love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because people friggin' die in that anime and lose their arms and shit, and that that crap doesn't grow back. Yeah, that's not growing back. You should watch JoJo. <laughs> so so his arm grows back, but he's like you know can't use his weapon anymore. I don't know why he can't use it anymore. Because the other dude shows up, the uh, na- the actual neighbor guy's like, oh, no worries, bro, I got you. And he's like, here, let me hold on to this real quick. And he takes his trigger and uses it and transforms himself using uh, I his I thought trigger. he was a bad guy. No, he's he's they're, they're, he's a good guy. He's that, a, sounds, he's, that sounds like it's... it's he's a friendly can, neighbor. Can you share triggers? Do you have to worry about, like, trigger-transmitted diseases? Apparently, you can share them, I, which I, what I don't get is why could he then grab it and use it and the guy just couldn't use it again? But whatever. For some reason, he couldn't. So he saves the day because plot because because reasons because anime. So he saves the day and then everybody's outside of the school and that's when the border agents show up and they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, we're late. <laughs> you all could have been dead. And um, they're, you know, they're like, oh, you weren't supposed to use your transformation abilities because you're still in training. And they're like, but it's all good because you saved the day. So whatever. And that's it. That's it. That's the end. And I guess from here on, it's they're going to try to figure out what's going on. Apparently, in the neighbor area through the portal, there's wars going on and stuff like that. And there's good and bad neighbors. So, I don't know. It's whatever. Whatever, man. Do you care about any of these characters? No. No, not at all. Not even a little. <laughs> like That's a shame. No, it's, yeah. It, it's just not. It's not good. I mean, I get... What is... What's that music? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, are we playing you off? Oh, no. Is this from the anime Oscar? in this neighborhood. Today for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Oh, no. Oh, Would you be yes. mine? It's you, a neighborly day. I bet you we have some listeners going, what the hell is that song? It's not a beautiful day in this neighborhood, I'll tell you right now. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a shonen show, so if you're a big fan of shonen stuff... I still wouldn't recommend it, honestly. There's so much better stuff to watch. Why would you waste your time on this mediocre show? Needless to say, I am, without a doubt, failing World Trigger. You know, we always say, like, there's so much better stuff out there. Why would you waste your time on this? But I bet you we have that one listener who's like, I've seen everything. Everything. In that case, I would watch uh, Mr. Rogers that has better neighbors. So I know that it's really bad to use my anime list as any kind of a yardstick. Yeah, it's they're for always off. how good or bad a show is because currently the new Fate Stay Night anime is like the best anime ever made. Wait, so it is. It's ridiculous. Isn't it? It isn't? Where's my lube? Oh my <laughs> God. Don't go there. Don't go there again. <laughs> um, okay, so. But the anime, there are 44 anime on this list here. Um, this website I'm looking at has indexed all the anime for the fall according to their my anime list score. And none of the shows we failed have very good have very good rankings. The, the as they shouldn't. The highest good. the highest ranked one was Donten Niwadau, and it was 25th out of 44. Eesh. And I I so, can see why that would be the highest ranked from what it sounds like out of all of them. Pretty far from the top eight, which is kind of what we're shooting for here. And um, the the world trigger you just did was thirty six. Mm, makes sense. So yeah, 
Uh, does it get better, guys? It does get better. And it does. <laughs> I have some good shows. I, know, I I do as well. And I know that the people watching live are like, wow, no one failed. Or well, no one passed. We never, I mean, no one passed, but we don't really guarantee anything will pass or fail in an episode. So, but I can guarantee you that we will pass eight shows. Oh, we will. Which means we just got four out of the way. Oh, snap. They're not good. The bottom line is that basically you probably don't want to watch any of the four shows we just failed anyway. So consider yourself spared from that. I don't know. Congratulations. We watched it, so you don't have to. I, yep, that's our other slogan. I, I actually do have some really good shows that I'm going to be reviewing, I, I'm doing impressions on. I don't, I don't want to say what they are because I don't want to spoil it, but there, there are good shows coming. So, girlfriend, I had, I had a squeal-worthy show today. You had a what? <laughs> I had a squeal-worthy show when I was watching it. I squealed. Chucky was squealing, and uh, Kazu and I were over here preparing for the podcast, and Chucky's over there squealing. Unbelievable. It was good. You'll understand when you watch it. Okay, well, anyway, you can find us. I think we're, we're done now, right? It's all over. Yeah. It's all, all over me to say goodbye. You can find us on our website, <laughs> www.aaapodcast.com. We're on iTunes. If you don't leave us a five-star review, we'll have no review to read, and then Chucky's Moe wings will fall off. Oh, no. You don't want that to happen. Save me. Uh, we're also on on uh, Twitter at AAA Podcast, and we're on Facebook, and we're also live on YouTube every Saturday night at 9:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ustream.tv. On YouTube. On YouTube.com. <laughs> sorry, habits are hard to and break. And for those of you that are watching live in the chat, I'm going to be switching over to another channel where I'm going to be doing an EX review on Hunter X Hunter, and following that, another review on Haiku, because we're you're sort of, busy. I'm busy, and we're busy, sort of, busy. We're sort of backed up. Yeah. Okay, so from for uh, for Chiaki and Kazuo, I'm I'm Mitsugi. <laughs> for Chiaki and Kazuo, I'm Mitsugi. Great closing ever. Have a great night, everybody. I love you all. Peace out.